Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Glad to have you with us. I'm Cassidy, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Diz. Hey, guys. Uh, This week, we're doing something a little bit different because we are attempting to record what we call our cursed episode, just because Uh this episode has just given us so much grief. I don't know what it is. We've had uh, technical issues, non-technical issues, all sorts of things, and it just, for some reason, this episode just did not want to be recorded. Mm -hmm. But if you're listening to this, it means hopefully this went off without a hitch. (laughs) And um, hopefully we're able to, to post it without running into more issues. But um, if it wasn't already obvious by the title, we are, of course, talking about Fate, the Winx Saga, which is the live action adaptation of the Winx Club. Um, I think there's one season with about six episodes available on Netflix right now. So if you have access to Netflix and it's available in your country's catalog, um, and if you're interested in it, you can definitely check it out there. Um, This is actually, I think, a little bit different for us too, because generally, I think we tend to enjoy most of the things we watch. This one was a little bit different. (laughs) So um, I think there were some things that or actually more than some things that unfortunately we just weren't fans of, but um, we watched it anyway because I had seen the animated series back in the day, or at least part of it. Um, I know Divs, you haven't seen it, but um, we just thought it'd be like an interesting thing to kind of talk about, get each other's opinions on. um, And I think we have a lot of opinions. (laughs) Oh, so dude, um, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into all of our opinions, Um, Just our usual spoiler warning slash disclaimer, we are getting into spoilery territory for Mm -hmm. anybody who hasn't seen either the animated version and definitely the live action version. So um, as always, just listener discretion is advised if you're going into this without having seen the um, source material or the live action. But as always, if you do listen to us um, and if you've stuck around with us this long, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. Definitely. As we keep saying every episode. We are really grateful that you take the time out of your day to listen to us nerd out and sometimes rant about these things. So with that said, let's take it away, Cass, uh, because there's a lot to talk about in this case. There is, yeah. I mean, I think one of the big things that we were kind of curious to see. And part of the reason we even watched this was, like I said earlier, I had seen part of the animated series. I think I had seen up to season three, I want to say. And I was not really a fan of the live action. Although to be fair, I wasn't a huge fan of the animated version either, but Mm -hmm. it was something new and interesting for its time. And it Mm -hmm. did do some things that uh, cartoons in general at that time did not do. Mm -hmm. But um, I think part of the reason we tried this was because I was interested to see your point of view because you haven't seen the animated version. So for yeah. you, this is all just kind of new. And it is. Like, it, it's just a different perspective, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, I think even though we were both kind of approaching this from the different places, we still kind of ended up with the same, like, opinion, opinion at the end of it, right? I agree. Yeah, for sure. Because, um, <clears throat> like, from the material it seemed like it was uh, or at least the description of what the series was about i thought hey uh, fantasy world elemental powers cool i can get into this but it turns out all that can make up for bad pacing and bad storytelling so let's talk about all of that and why we thought so yeah i mean unfortunately i think um the show just tried to bite off more than it can chew given Mm. that they only have a six episode runtime each episode Mm -hmm. I think is like about an hour give or take so Mm -hmm. there's not a ton of time Mm. to I think do everything they want to do and then beyond that they're juggling a main or like a core cast of five girls Um, on top of that you know, there's a couple of different villains who are like one who's kind of a parent, one who's like teased and then comes in towards the tail end of the season. And then like a couple of other characters that are kind of like in this weird gray space where it's like, you don't know which way they're going to go, whether they're going (laughs) to be on like the good side or like the bad side. Yeah. 
Um, so it was just like, there was, there was a lot going on. And then, you know, to, I think to give each character the time they deserve, um, in a six hour episode or six, uh, yeah, essentially six, six hour, hour show, yeah. um, I think it, it is kind of doable, but mm-hmm. you would have to kind of, I think, sacrifice certain things. And I feel like in this case, they kind of sacrificed plot as mean as it is to say, and like character development mm-hmm. to kind of put all these things through because, um, one of the really, I think, big gripes that we had with it was just that there was just so much going on that nothing really, as far as character development goes, really feels earned. Um, the characters so kind of interact and they have these moments, but like when you get to the end of the se- season and like they kind of come together and they're like, oh, we're best friends, it doesn't really feel like they earned any of that because yeah. it's like, where did you guys, like, when did you really where bond over anything? And- where was it? What was even going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now, let's talk about these main cast of characters because we have Bloom, who's supposed to be the main character. Um, and we have Aisha, uh, we have Stella, we have Tara, and we have Musa. We have Sky <laughs> and Riven, and then who's that other guy? Uh, uh... Don or Dane or something like that. I can't remember his name. Dane, I think. Yeah. And then there's B. Is that or or Beatrix? Something Beatrix, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all, all these are the characters. And then there's uh principal Dowling, and then there's mm-hmm. Roslyn, uh, I think. And she was a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh there's quite a few but let's talk about these characters first because um and the setup for the whole school as such because i think they made it different from the animated show from what you're telling me so let's talk about that too yeah in the animated show from what i remember like bloom finds out in the very first episode that she's Mm -hmm. got powers essentially and Mm -hmm. so she her first encounter is really helping Stella and Stella obviously you know is like in full in her fairy outfit and Mm. everything and um that's like another thing that the live action changed like the original animated series was like very bright glittery kind of like almost aggressive with its use of color Mm -hmm. the live action is like the complete opposite it's like how Mm. dark can we go (laughs) which um I don't know if I appreciate it because like it doesn't have to be we call it by another name in private guys let's not go there just now but okay (laughs) yeah I wasn't gonna mention that but um it's uh, like I I don't know I don't think that the show like the live action didn't need to be as like aggressive with its color as the animated show was Mm -hmm. but um they kind of went like the opposite direction where it's like like oh my god too much color would probably hurt like that's what it felt like I'm sure that's not what they said but to me I was Mm -hmm. like watching some of these scenes and I was like why is it so dark I can't see anything that's going on and like when it needs to be dark of course like that, that it makes sense to have like you know darkness and have a you know show or like a scene that's maybe a little yeah. bit hard to see but yeah. this really felt like at times like the brightest thing in the show was Bloom's hair which true <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know but um yeah in the animated version um Bloom first encounters Stella she sees Stella in like her full fairy outfit and then when Stella goes down fighting like some magical or mythical monster that's when Bloom kind of steps in to help and then she finds yeah. out that she's got powers yeah. and then, like right after that Stella fills her in on Althea and then she's magically like transported to Althea mm-hmm. not magically transported but like her parents in the animated version I think they know that Bloom has um, powers. powers and then they are ultimately persuaded to send her to Althea but to her skills the live and action, all those things yeah <laughs> Right. Yeah. In the live action, her parents don't know. They think she's at like some sort of finishing school or something in Switzerland, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and that just raises so many questions weird. because it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about this off recording, but we were like, yeah. how did they pay for it? How did they not like check it out or like scope it out or like were yeah, their memories the- like magically tampered with so that they thought they did, but they didn't like what's going on? <laughs> but, exactly. Um, did they not? check the syllabus or what she'd be studying or anything like that before they decided that it was okay for this child of theirs to enroll in this school or whatever like I don't understand this at all quite honestly yeah I can't remember because we we watched this a while ago 
Um, I can't remember if the show addressed this, but I feel like, I mean, my assumption is that they were kind of like bewitched or something to like forget or like maybe not forget, but like just assume that they had seen the school and something. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dowling or somebody on the staff probably did something so that when Mm -hmm. they were like, oh yeah, our daughter's at like a finishing school in Switzerland. Maybe they remember actually going to Switzerland and seeing a school. I don't know, but um it, it's it's a weird, weird cover story i think oh yeah a little weirder still that the parents buy it but um that's such a minor thing and, and weirder um, still is is the flashback that they have with uh bloom's parents and how her relationship is with them it's so weird like i don't understand that yeah either. i think that was another thing that we weren't really a fan of i'm not mm-hmm. sure i mean again this is kind of just our feelings on the show and it's mm-hmm. by no means um like we're not trying to tell anybody how to feel about the show yeah um, and we do apologize if you genuinely enjoyed it we just I don't know there's a lot of things and her relationship with her parents was like one of them because I think um her mom just I don't know seemed very strange because like one of the opening scenes we see with her she's yelling at Bloom for being indoors too much which yeah I feel like the opposite happens usually um, and, and that's also not to say she that actually parents just removes wouldn't, her but... door, like literally removes her room door. I'm like, dude, what yeah, is for this? being indoors and being like a loner or something, which is just I don't know. It just feels kind of wrong, especially because by the time this happens, Bloom is in her teens. She's 16 yeah. at the start of yeah, the show. Exactly. So um, I get that. I guess by legal standards, she's not an adult, but she's still old enough to have her. Like, you should respect her privacy. She's old enough to exactly to you know like deserve that much at least like it would be different if it was like you know a four-year-old she kept like locking themselves in a room or something and then couldn't unlock the door like that's Mm -hmm. one thing but she's not that age group she's not in a position where she like you know can't unlock the door or something and it just happens because I think they get she and her mom get into a fight about Bloom just being indoors all the time and like I don't know it, the way that like that scene was presented it seemed to suggest like if I think she's like fiddling with like an antique lamp or something and yeah. so it was like I think meant to kind of convey this idea that like she's kind of a loner she prefers to just I guess do things by herself or something like that and mm-hmm. her mom just got mad that she wasn't going out and partying of all things which is like maybe it's a good thing because I remember being in high school and I never once went to a party and I also had no desire to so like some kids Same. are just like that like you don't need to go to a party you don't need to have like a huge friend group either like I always had a very small close-knit group of friends yeah and um and also I don't not know it just felt very strange like come on dude <laughs> exactly them- yeah Give them some credit for being themselves and not getting into stupid shit. Like, come on, then. What would you... I don't understand it at all. Like, really. It's just... It doesn't make any sense. And It doesn't, no. But <laughs> Yeah, and then they have this whole backstory. Not the backstory. Not a backstory, exactly. But they have many threads here that these there are these violent zombies coming out after these witches and uh, the school has a periphery that can that is protected and and then there's this word changeling thrown around let's talk about all of that because all of this is I mean I don't know I feel it feels a little out of place with the whole thing so let's talk about all of that at least to us, I think it comes across as, as disjointed as you, the way you kind of put it, because, yeah, there's all these different things going on. So one is, you know, Bloom discovering that she's like a fairy and um, she can go like so she's allowed to go to Althea and, and study. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, like you said, is Althea is protected by this magical border, mm-hmm. which kind of puts it in its own dimension or own space yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And um, part of that, I'm assuming, is to kind of keep their kind of people um, out of like, you know, normal places like where normal humans like us would exist. <laughs> And part of it is also because um, they are facing this kind of zombie invasion almost with these weird, like, they're 
really just zombies, but they're called burned ones. Oh, um, yeah. I was trying to remember and, that term, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the, the magical barriers to kind of protect Althea and, like, the campus grounds from the burned ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, on top of that, there's this whole changeling sort of mini arc, which I don't even really know if you can call it an arc because I think episode one, Bloom finds out she has powers. By episode three, with like almost very little buildup, not almost, with very little buildup, I think Bloom is suddenly labeled a changeling and all of a sudden everybody's like oh my god this is a huge deal but the way we find out all of that information like with the burned ones finding out what they were I think was handled a little bit better a little bit but with Bloom and finding out she's a changeling was just it was just done in a very odd way because I think at one point she goes to the forest to try and like practice her fire powers mm-hmm. and then things obviously get a little bit into control and she ends up not being able to contain the blaze yeah. and um Aisha who is like nearby just swimming or whatever because she's a water mm-hmm. fairy mm-hmm. finds her and puts out the fire and then right after that when they're going back to their dorm she's like oh my god you're a changeling and it's like yeah. how did you get from point a to point b <laughs> like logically speaking like what's what the does connection? that even like, what mean you in? yeah yeah so it was just like very strange that like they were introducing these concepts without a ton of explanation as to how the characters made those guesses yeah Um, and I think it was just also made a little bit weirder because Aisha was like the way it was like presented it was like she was so sure she's like you are a changeling and it's like how do you know for sure just based off of one kind of episode if you will that Bloom had how do you know for sure that this is like something that she is just based off of one incident when to us as viewers, or at least to me, like I had no idea how she got that from. Um, yeah, neither did I. It was like incident. Yeah, because that term was thrown around very loosely. Like it was like it, it just it just didn't make sense because a changeling. I think the way the show defines it is a, it's like a magical or fairy being who's switched at birth and with a human. By humans, yeah something like that yeah Yeah. which I think that was a thing in the animated uh show too but I don't believe they ever labeled it as anything like Mm -hmm. Bloom knew she was adopted in the animated series Mm -hmm. um and to my knowledge I mean again I could be wrong because I've only seen like the first three seasons and this Mm -hmm. was like back in the day when they were on four kids Mm -hmm. um like that I, I I I've only seen that so I don't even know if they really covered anything about Mm. her her I mean they covered a little bit of her backstory not a ton Mm. but um at least in those seasons in the animated version they never like labeled it anything there was just she knew she was adopted and she knew she had human parents who raised her but she knew she wasn't human and she came from like a different planet altogether or like Mm. different realm or whatever Mm. you want to call it so um yeah and then like just again the, the way this whole changeling thing was just presented to us as viewers was like okay so she went into the forest started a fire essentially had it put out and then somehow that then makes her a changeling because Aisha figured it out like seconds later um and so yeah that was very very strange way to kind of tell viewers that she's different or like not normal (laughs) exactly and now let's talk about a few of the other there's many issues that we've had with this series quite honestly because it tries to be hip and cool and with the times but fails completely (laughs) as well uh but in doing so we have to talk about all the characters here so let's talk about bloom's first meeting with sky because like it's it's just so jarring and so what the heck just happened here kind of thing and unnecessary so let's talk about that yeah I mean I think it feels that way to us or maybe just to me because um I don't really ever like so the first time Bloom and Sky meet she's on out like on campus campus, looking for where to go and Sky sees her and he's kind of like captivated by her whatever and then he like goes to talk to her Mm -hmm. but then when he's like 
oh, that's fairy hall or whatever. Like he just gives her some simple directions, which I get she wasn't looking for somebody to help necessarily because she didn't ask for it and, mm-hmm. and all of that. But she's like, oh, at, at some point during their conversation, she she just brings up the word mansplaining. She's like, are you mansplaining this to me or something? Something to that effect. And it's just, yeah. like you said, jarring. But I think that's because at least you and I don't use mansplaining in our daily conversations. <laughs> like we don't There's no need term that we... to. It's like, I mean, yeah. it's... why would you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, again, very weird. (laughs) And then, like, just based off of, like, that one kind of initial encounter where it looked like Sky was very into Bloom, but Bloom was kind of, like, on the fence about him, we're somehow supposed to then feel that, like, these two are going to end up together. Yeah, it's it's like the whole friction turning into something cool thing. There's better ways to do this. We've seen it done better. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I mean we prefer other, you know, pairings and things like that. But yeah, this just one this one just felt weird because um it felt very one-sided. Like mm-hmm. Sky seemed really into her and then at first Bloom was like I couldn't care less about him or not that she couldn't care less. She was just like I don't need I don't help. need this I'm not looking for right anybody. Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, but um yeah, it was just a very weird kind of start. It was. Now let's also talk about uh Aisha a little bit and then we'll get to Stella because there's a lot going on here so let's talk about that yeah she um Aisha was um she was a I think she had a lot of potential to be an interesting character and I think of the characters in the show currently uh she's probably one of the only ones I can stand, which feels really mean to say. But the thing that really annoyed me was I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of times she made really good arguments in the sense she would do things or respond to to situations in what I think was a logical way to respond. But it seemed like a lot of times the other girls, and I guess to a certain extent, the story itself kind of punished Mm -hmm. her for it. Yeah. And it just felt so unnecessary. Like, why... uh, I, I don't know like there's one I think it was like towards the end of the season when like the school goes into lockdown and then yeah. the, the group decides that they're gonna like, sneak out and then free the evil girl to get information because yeah. the evil girl is the only one giving them information yeah or bloom specifically yeah um Aisha's like hey this is not a great idea we really shouldn't do this and they're like no we're gonna do it because like we're with bloom or whatever which i appreciate like you know they're solidarity or whatever but still yeah yeah, like that's great but like maybe think it through and don't unleash a criminal like i don't know it just seems like common sense (laughs) not to and yeah you can argue they didn't have all information and and they were just acting with the information that they knew but um i don't know it just it just it felt weird because like right after that when aisha does tell you know the, the school staff caught all those are like oh she's she stitched on us and how do you like being the teacher's pet and they're just very kind of catty about it and I don't know it just, yeah, it, it it just it didn't just, feel right yeah um and also I think the way like one of her earliest interactions because like they they all share a suite but like within the suite they there's like mm-hmm. I think three rooms or, or something rooms. so Bloom yeah. yeah yeah Bloom and Aisha are rooming together and mm-hmm. then I think Musa and Tara are together yep. and then Stella has her own room for um, some weird but, reason but whatever I think because she's she's an upperclassman technically like the other four are freshmen and she's okay. a sophomore okay. um which I think in the animated series I think if I remember correctly in the animated series the same thing was true but she got held back a year or something so by the start of the show all of the girls were in the same year because Stella Mm -hmm. got held back or something I could be Mm -hmm. wrong I don't know but um it just yeah so at the beginning like because Bloom and Aisha are rooming together Aisha's like trying really hard to like kind of almost mother her yeah yeah that too and then when Bloom kind of brings it up like why like what what are you doing Aisha's like well we're gonna be like roommates for four years I just really want this to work and it's like I don't know that anybody really thinks like that like in the sense like I have I'm going to spend this much time in this place with this person because of the school system I have to do everything in my power to make sure that they like me yeah Um, that's just I mean I don't just maybe maybe people think 
think it, but I feel like people don't say it the way she did. <laughs> yeah, that's also um, true. Yeah. Because, like, I understand, like, wanting to, you know, make nice and, and compromise and, you know, get along with roommates and stuff like that. But um, I don't know that anybody, or at least I feel like I personally wouldn't, like, go up to a roommate, somebody I just met and be like, hey, we're going to be roommates for the next year or so. Let's bond or let's do things so that we make sure we really like each other. I feel like you kind of That's let kind that of happen awkward. organically. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah, also, but, now let's uh, talk, talk about Tara and Musa because Tara, Lord help me. <laughs> I don't know what to say about her, to be honest, but there's a lot to say. Let's talk about it. I felt so bad for her because yeah. it's, I understand what they were trying to do. I think it's just like, I feel like they didn't from a writing perspective it's I, I don't know like they in in the show there's a couple of like instances where I think they were just trying to push body positivity which I appreciate but it was like she she calls herself fat a couple of times like in the in not in like derogatory way but like more like a um oh sure make fun of the fat girl type thing but she's not yeah. exactly I don't think she comes across as ashamed of herself honestly good for he her doesn't, but why even fat. mention um, it like I don't yeah that's the other thing it's like why like just having it be a thing I think is um enough at least in in Alfia because Alfia is kind of its own separate dimension almost mm -hmm. so um there really is no need for or like I feel like not so much that there isn't a need but I I don't really think that they should have kind of dragged real world problems into that kind of dimension or because... real world substitutes for social media let's not add it we'll get to that yeah, that too, was also very weird bit. uh let's but, also talk um, about yeah because and there's so many things with uh tara that they try to do right but go wrong with like it's like it's really dumb as well uh, and muse is another thing altogether because she is I think empathetic. She has an empathy link or something with people and she feels what other yeah, people think, are feeling. Yeah, so her power, I think, is just she's an empath, so she can empath. Can't talk. <laughs> she can feel other people's emotions, which I get yeah. that it's um like that would be very tough for somebody who can't control it. Yeah. But the way she comes across is almost like aloof and not caring when I feel like yeah the opposite is true yeah like she probably cares too much and that's why she's afraid of like letting herself care more so she just like yeah. closes herself off yeah and like that was the thing that kind of annoyed me about Musa and Tara I feel like their characters probably had the most potential because like Musa like that would have been really interesting to kind of see somebody have like that sort of reaction to literally mm -hmm. everybody mm -hmm. and like they kind of tried it but when it like when Musa and Tara are first seen in like their um like room together because they're sharing a room uh Musa's just like listening to music and like ignoring Tara and then I think at one point she's like hey Tara like I'm just I'm listening to my music like don't interrupt me like just leave me alone that sort of thing yeah. and um I don't know I just felt really bad for for Tara too because Tara tries so hard I think to like unite the girls and keep them united and meanwhile you know people like Stella to a certain extent bloom or just kind of like eh, I'm just gonna do whatever I want I'm so it just whatever I want yeah pretty much <laughs> it just yeah. I, know, I felt really really bad for for Tara and and to a certain extent Musa too because um again I don't like I know we talked about this off recording but mm -hmm. I don't really think there was any issue with like the casting or anything I think no. the cast is fine they did the best they could with the script they were given but mm -hmm. um I just felt so bad for them as actors because it's like they yeah. weren't in our opinion I think given a lot to work with they weren't so, given good um, material to work with that's all I can say at this point yeah I think um, we always yeah. felt like the potential was there, but it just, for at least Agreed. as far as our tastes go, it wasn't our cup of tea. Oh, I definitely agree. Let's talk about Stella as well now, right? Because she's the token mean girl of the group, right? So let's talk about <laughs> that. And let's talk about her mommy issues and how she deals with it, because I find that really strange. Because it's, I think the way it's portrayed, I mean, I get, having to, you know, deal with your parents' expectations of you, especially if you're royalty, because her mother's supposed to be the queen of this <laughs> whole 
uh, region or something, Solaria or whatever that place is called. I don't, I don't remember. I think so, yeah. But I get that. But then don't use that as, a, as an excuse to be a horrible person to you, to people you're around and then say, sympathize with me. I have these issues, you know, let's talk about that too. Because like, I don't. Yeah, Stella's whole arc was kind of messed up in the sense, um, like, her mom starts this really stupid rumor about her own daughter, which you would think it would not, like, the mother wouldn't start anything, but her mom being queen is manipulative enough, I guess, that she was like, I'm going to start this thing so my daughter is perceived a certain way, because I think at some point prior to the start of the show, Stella had accidentally blinded Blinded. her best friend or maybe even purposely i can't no i don't think it was purposely but she yeah that's the thing i think it was an accident it wasn't she had an outburst or something yeah um and because she's a light fairy i guess it was powerful enough to blind her friend and so instead of um her mom Mm -hmm. admitting that it was an accident she despite being queen starts this rumor that stella intentionally blinded her best friend because i guess the idea behind that was that if it was if it came across like Stella intended to do it then that was like an intentional act and and it wouldn't mean that she lost control of her powers whereas if they admitted that it was an accident that would mean even if it was just a one-time thing Stella lost control um and didn't have control and that sort of thing and so I think it was all about how uh the school and maybe even Stella herself kind of saw her but um it I think that that's just such a stupid thing to do but the other thing that kind of annoyed me too is that Althea is like its own campus and we do see a couple of times that Dowling kind of has her own sort of Mm -hmm. um like method of doing certain things so I think it's like hinted that Stella's mom is is like kind of the one who gives Stella certain ideas about like fear being the thing that kind of helps control your powers and um like it responds to like negative emotions and things yeah. like that which dowling is like i mean it can do that but that's not a reliable method and so there are better ones and so dowling was i think trying to teach stella to do different things in a more positive way um but all that to say dowling i think had probably more effective methods of yeah. teaching and it's not like stella was seeing her mom every day she was in an environment where her mom was just not around like uh, her mom's not at Althea so she didn't really have a reason to be mean um even in spite of this weird thing her mom had done by like spreading this rumor and I feel like it would have been easier if Stella had been like no that's not who I am this is really who I am and had just been nicer I feel like people would have been more willing to accept her and then been like oh well her mom started this rumor her mom said something that's totally not true but instead because her mom started this rumor because I think the school kind of reacts to that rumor she then is like well if everybody's going to call me like a mean girl or a bitch that's what I'm going to be and it's like you don't have to be but um I don't know she comes across as kind of like mean and, and catty for most yeah, of the opening few episodes no not and then by mo- the time for all of them like let's not forget well, I think, like it's I don't know because like by the like end of the season they try and do this thing where it's like oh look at Stella she's we made her seem mean at first but really she's kind of vulnerable and she's she had she's had issues. it a little bit rough but and that's the yeah thing. I mean she did it, but it's it just it doesn't I think it doesn't quite it hit as much because yeah. you just see her be mean for no reason and then yeah. like all of a sudden she it's revealed she has mom issues and it's like okay but lots of people have parental issues or other issues but that's not a reason for them all to be mean like you don't see everybody doing that but um I, I guess I don't know it's just um I I always assumed that because she was at Althea, because even in the original cartoon, like Stella had parent issues. Her dad, um, I mean, her her dad was the king of Solaria, which in the animated series yeah. was like its own separate realm yeah. and existed mm-hmm. separately from Althea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had remarried some evil queen and, and she had a daughter. And so Stella's stepsister was like always antagonizing her anytime they were together or something like that. And um, I think at one point, like her dad, falls under a spell or something and then like yeah. denounces Stella as heir um like casts her out or something because he had been like bewitched or something like that but um 
I mean, she had her moments in the animated series too of being kind of mean at points, but um, I think the animated series at least kind of tried to turn that dumb blonde stereotype on its head uh, because she did some things that were kind of stereotypical, but, you know, for the most part, she wasn't a walking stereotype, which was nice. Um, Like, you know, she was into fashion, she was into boys, but like that wasn't her only thing. Like she also did really care about her friends and like, she would help them and 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 so you know it, there was more to her than just like her parent issues and her like interest as far as boys and fashion went but in the live action i, I honestly could not tell to you do that exactly yeah, yeah i can't tell you any of their interests like beyond just you know some of like the most basic things like Being music just like listening to music because yeah. it blocks out her ability to feel other people's emotions and like Tara's just into gardening constantly but like she's an earth fairy so is it is that her interest or is that just something she does because that's her skill set yeah and also I think her dad is also like a he's he's a teacher there and and he I think he works with like he works in like the greenhouse or with magical yeah. plants or something. I don't yeah. even know. And like Aisha just like swimming a lot, but the, again, she's a water, water fairy. Fish. So is that does that mean because she that genuinely likes swimming? That exactly, or does that mean that Bloom will suddenly go into a lava pit to basically burst into flame or something? I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, it's really hard. I mean, I don't know. It's tough because like there's also this argument like is some of this stuff irrelevant like is it Mm. do we need to know their interests in order for the show to like you know make sense and and in order for like the ending to make sense and I guess for this particular season or really the show in general no but it's just weird that you know we're supposed to by the end of season one by that these five girls have bonded and are really good friends when it's like for five out of the six episodes mm-hmm. or maybe even five and a half of the six episodes they're kind of like at each other's throats and then like i mean not at each other's throats but they're not they're not as close they're not as bonding. the show they're not friendly they're not they, it's yeah like- i mean I don't know that I wouldn't say that, that they aren't friendly because they are to an extent, but then they're very quick to kind of dismiss it. I think the thing that sort of, yeah, the thing that always bothered me was like by the end, despite these kind of like bigger problems that were looming, the show tried to have each character kind of address her own problems, but it came across in a way where it was like, here's this big conflict going on. But each of the girls are like, no, no, this is my problem. This is my problem. And I hate saying that because it just sounds so mean and so terrible. But like, that's kind of the vibe I got that it was like, they were in the middle of this huge conflict. And while trying to get each girl closure, almost, it made it seem like each girl was just focusing on her own problem at like, and like ignoring the larger problem at hand and um I don't know there's there's also like Bloom's whole like drive to find answers I understand wanting to get answers and being that driven to get answers but to the extent of like endangering a whole school and her supposed friends that I don't know yeah let's Um, talk about Beatrix for a bit right because that is another thing altogether because that ties into the whole Roslyn arc that is mm-hmm. another can of worms for another plot line that went haywire. Uh, let's mm-hmm. talk about that right now because it feels like Beatrix is like very manipulative. He tries to suck up to Dowling to get information, but you, you can clearly tell that she's failing to do so. And then she literally kills one of Dowling's assistants to get information and then she basically manipulates bloom into this whole village of witches that was burned down by some earlier some other witch named Rosalind or something let's talk about all of that because again can of worms and not well done or well explained let's talk about that too yeah I mean so yeah the burned ones is like one conflict where they have zombies that are you know prowling the grounds and turning people like if they come in contact with you and you get bitten you turn into a burned one um and that's its own kind of conflict by itself but then there's this other thread of like you said Rosalind and and Beatrix who's like this kind of um I think they meant her to be snarky, but I just mm-hmm. kind of found her to be annoying because it was yeah. like, you're not, I don't know, the, the way, and I mean, again, this is like no fault of the actors or the actresses. Oh, I think no, it's more yeah. I don't the blame script them at all. and not yeah. even maybe 
like the, the pacing, I think, like you said before, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it, I don't really personally think it worked, but that's, I think that's just me. Um, but yeah, Beatrix, she's very like uppity, for lack of a better term. Yeah, it's almost that, just that an attitude, but like, that is putting it yeah. mildly, yo. But and, yeah, I know what you so, mean. like, she comes to Althea to find out more about Rosalind, who yeah. I think raised her to a extent or like there's some connection between her and Rosalind yeah and um all Bloom knows of Rosalind is really that like Dowling said that she was a previous headmistress and she's very dangerous and um they don't really talk about it much but Beatrix at one point reveals that like if Bloom wants answers there's a place that she can take her to and they can get answers and so what results is Beatrix stealing a car and then driving them to this place, which again, that's kind of weird that they had, that they were able to like drive to a magical place. But yeah. I don't know. They they had like transportation stuff in the animated version. And again, I apologize that I keep comparing it to the animated version, but um, I don't know. I just find it so weird. That they have like modern things like social media and like regular cars. Cause I think they had, they had phones and stuff in the animated version, but like the city, if I remember correctly, like they had like a futuristic city called like Magic's. Mm. um which weird name but um well, that's not the point like it had like futuristic looking cars I think and mm-hmm. and um I don't remember seeing like normal cars but I could be wrong but anyway they drive to this place and then Beatrix spins this whole story about how like this place called Asterdell was where she and Bloom were both born and yeah. um Rosalind saved it because it was just like a normal village and then Dowling uh Tara's dad, uh, Sky's adoptive father mm-hmm. and mentor, and Sky's actual father, mm-hmm. um, were all on like this training mission Some with mission. Rosalind, and, and then, something went wrong. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. Like that. I think yeah. the way Beatrix mentions it is like they kind of went rogue and they destroyed the town, yeah. but Rosalind was the one who like saved people, yeah. and so Bloom just operates off of like that one encounter and like that one piece of information from Beatrix who she doesn't really know like they met when they were both ditching essentially like a Althea Pepperelli sort of thing and um they were hiding out together and Beatrix was just being very weird and and kind of strange and um you would think that would kind of raise a red flag with Bloom but for some reason she just doesn't register it but um I mean yeah again there's so many plot holes everywhere here and it's like just I don't quite understand it and then this there's this whole thing between Dane Riven and Beatrix which is like so weird um I mean the setup is weird not I mean what they can do what they want they're I mean whatever but like the whole situation the whole like they're having raves literally without the teachers knowing or if the teachers know they're like ignoring raves like literally mm-hmm. at, at a college campus or a school campus like what the it's hell not even, yeah I don't even think it's college because Bloom is like 16 at the time but like yeah. the kids are drinking um they're vaping yeah. um having sex I mean you know like it's stuff that happens in the real world sure and unfortunately I think it happens like I mean people that young kind of do participate in certain things which mm-hmm. um again you know debating whether or not the wrong or right that's is a, a different, different story altogether. Yeah. But, yeah but it's just I I don't yeah that that the inclusion of that just felt kind of pointless because mm. I get that they were I I mean I'm assuming that they added a lot of stuff to in an attempt to like do some world building but it's like you have so many conflicts going on you have so many characters to develop as it is maybe don't introduce things that don't really serve a purpose like I yeah. I don't really know I think the only real thing that like w- one of the party scenes really adds is like Stella attempting to hook up with Sky again oh, and yeah. he's like no I'm done and then he goes chasing after Bloom and then Stella's yeah. like just fuming in a corner or something and it's like yeah. I feel like we already kind of got that impression that she's very kind of possessive slash territorial yeah oh my god Sky or her things and um I don't really know that the party added much, but it didn't. Um, it only added drama because then there's this whole situation between Tara and Dane because I think Tara thinks Dane might actually like her, but then 
he sees a video of Dane saying something about uh, demeaning about her to these two mm-hmm. at this whole stupid rave and he's like high or something which is like yeah he's like drunk or something and so yeah. like obviously he probably doesn't mean it but then when Tara like understandably becomes upset and then doesn't want to talk to him for a bit he takes that ultra personally yeah. and he, it's almost like he's like well fine if she thinks I'm like a jerk or like a bad dude that's what I'm gonna become and then he just that's becomes so like he weird. does a complete yeah. 180 and yeah. he just he becomes like very unlikable yeah. um, although I mean it's not like he was super likable in the beginning but like in yeah. the beginning I was like maybe potentially he could become a character that we would root for because he seemed like a decent guy and he seemed like he had his head screwed on straight and then by the end it's like uh, how did you go from the beginning of the show to this character now and um he he also says like i think at the end because um he has like, this whole weird kind of relationship going on with beatrix and ribbon implying yeah. that i think that he's bi slash Polly, maybe i don't know but Whatever. he was like oh beatrix Look, was the only one who it, understood me yeah and it's, it's like no that's not true you just you got she used you in a moment yeah yeah and and also his insistence of being like oh well tara's like i'm not gonna talk to her because she's not gonna talk to me and this is who i am it's like you said something really mean about her that she heard and she didn't know that you were drunk slash high and or both um so you can't really fault her for it. And I mean, even otherwise, like, why would you expect somebody who has heard themselves be put down in such a way, be okay with it or just go yeah, running back and exactly. be like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm totally fine with it. Like, I mean, honestly, kudos to her that she stayed away because he wasn't worth it. <laughs> he wasn't worth it. And this is where another weird scene with Tara's wokeism comes in. And I say wokeism with double quotes because it's the dumbest shit ever. Because her brother and father are like w- wanting to give give this guy a piece of their mind for uh, basically saying mean stuff about her. And she's like... Uh, she says something about, she says the, something about the patriarchy or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, why are you saying this? You can just say, hey, it's okay. I can do this myself. I, I, I appreciate you wanting to deal with this for me, but I can do it myself. So thank you, but let me do this. It would have been a better way of phrasing it or putting it, right? I don't know, dude. No, I think, I mean, we talked about that off recording that, like, yeah. if she had just been like, I appreciate the sentiment, but I've got this, like, that would have had the same effect or, you know, something yeah. along those lines. But just kind of name dropping or, like, mm-hmm. mentioning all these kind of, like, buzzwords, I don't know, it just felt very out of place. And it just, uh, yeah, it just did not, I don't know, it didn't feel right. And again, I think that's because, like, you and I don't use those types of terms in yeah, our, like, daily vocabulary so to hear it and especially in like a scene like that it's almost like you could have just put a sign that was like look at us we're like we're using buzzwords (laughs) or something and again I feel really mean saying this because I think this is like like this particular show was not something that we were like huge fans of but it had a lot of potential I think to be something that like we were super into exactly it could have been something really cool but then they did all this and I'm like why and then the whole Rosalind storyline turned out to be something else altogether because yeah I mean let's talk about that too because that is another shit show that's going on uh aside from all of this which culminated in the biggest shit show for us being like, dude, what the heck is this show even trying to do? You know, like, I don't. Yeah. I I know, I'm sorry. I'm being mean. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, I mean, I'm, I, I think you and I both (laughs) at this point, if anybody's listening, I think they know that we're not huge fans of this first season, but um, yeah, that whole Rosalind arc was just like very strange because logically like who follows a lead based off of like one like little piece of information given by somebody they can't trust and that's what annoyed me the most I mean I I feel like I say that for everything about the show (laughs) everything annoyed me the most but um 
that's something that did annoy me about Bloom's character that like Beatrix gives her this information and it's kind of like oh do with it what you will and Bloom is like okay I'm gonna believe it like she doesn't even question at any point that like hey Beatrix might be you know she might Blame be trying you. to yeah like further her own agenda or whatever yeah like playing her Mm -hmm. and she's just like Beatrix is like oh well Rosalind saved this place and she saved us so we have to save her and Bloom's logic is like well nobody else is giving me answers Beatrix is the only one that did so um I'm just gonna listen to what Beatrix says and to the point where like um when they return to Althea, Beatrix is captured and yeah. then essentially locked up or like put in Althea jail and, and tortured. Why does, um, here's the thing. Why does a school campus have a torture cell, y'all? Like, explain. I mean, I, I mean, and if she's supposed I, I to be one know. of the students, if she had parents, they could sue the damn school for for all of this. But and it's so ridiculous here. Um, so like yeah, literally, really why does a campus have a jail? Like it's supposed to be a school campus. And as I was saying, if her parent, if she had parents, those parents could sue the school for mistreating their kid and putting the uh, putting their kid through torture like excuse well i don't think beatrix has parents that's the thing i think rosalind raised her yeah yeah i mean like why why would you do this and yeah i i don't know but i think like there's mentions of like a previous conflict that like yeah dowling's generation slash tara's dad's generation fought um And I guess that's why they have the torture cell or like the need for like a dungeon. It's not even really a dungeon. It's, it's just a torture cell in like a shed or something mm-hmm. barn. But um, I guess that's why they have that. But even then, I mean, yeah, it does seem kind of extreme that, I mean, locking Beatrix up is one thing, yeah. but then torturing her seemed kind of extreme. But then she plays it up like, oh, I bet you love doing this. And like, look at me, you guys are torturing me. And, and I don't Which know, she just plays it up weird. a certain way. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I think it's only weird because at first it's like, well, why are you doing this? Like, what are you getting out of it? And then it's like, once you see, I guess, the way the story unfolds, it kind of makes mm-hmm. more sense because I think Bloom gets angered on her behalf and she's like, oh, well, everything Beatrix said is right. And look at Dowling. And it's like, you've literally just met her, like, I don't know, an episode ago or something. And exactly. you already trust everything she says without questioning it. Like, if you're going to question Dowling, you also have to question Beatrix. Like, you can't just, exactly. if Dowling says something and you don't believe it, you can't just accept everything that Beatrix has at face value just because you think you're getting answers. And she learns exactly. that the hard way because, of course, Beatrix lied. And that and village. And she ends that up releasing Rosalind. And then she lied about the village, too. Maybe, yeah, like, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, yeah. and like Rosalind, I mean, not Rosalind, Beatrix, like you mentioned earlier, she killed a person who was posing as Dowling's assistant, but was really like working for Rosalind yeah. and with Beatrix. And uh, I think his name was like Callum or something, something or Caleb or something like that. And he was like Dowling's assistant or posing as her assistant slash secretary something like that and something um, yeah to, to get to like where Rosalind is um she has to like she's Rosalind's like locked behind this magical Rosalind is in a dungeon <laughs> and she's locked behind this magical like barrier uh, or whatever barrier yeah yeah and in order to like trip the spell that's like sealing it off she just shoves Callum or Caleb or whatever his name is whatever and, and, name is and then yeah. she just like walks in like she just didn't commit cold-blooded murder right um, exactly so, yeah and then it turns out that the whole situation with Sky's guardian and his dad was like the because uh, is another situation altogether because apparently Rosalind was the traitor all along and then Sky's dad went along with it and now he and that guy commits cold-blooded murder by killing his best friend supposed best friend like what excuse i mean um what again yeah yeah there was something about like so sky's mentor was named silva something Something like like that. that silva yeah because uh, I think in one version, I think in the live action, Silva, I think in the animated version, like the Silver or something. I don't know. I could mm-hmm. be 
completely wrong, but mm-hmm. for some reason, that's what I'm remembering. But yeah, that was really weird because you see that, he, like, the way Silva explains it to Sky, it's like they were fighting, and then Sky's dad. I think he's initially told that his dad died in the fight and then Silva like once the truth is out he's like no we were fighting Rosalind said we had to destroy this town because it was full of like blood witches or something which is another term that we don't really have a lot of context for Um, and then when they when they realized that like she lied to them and they were essentially like targeting performing a calling basically yeah. yeah yeah and like targeting a, a, like an innocent group of people um tara's dad dowling and silva are like no we're not gonna do this but sky's dad is his name andreas i don't know why i'm thinking of that i feel i think his name starts with an a but i can't remember whether it's andreas remember. or something else yeah um but either way sky's dad is like no rosalind is right like we like this is our mission we have to go through with it mm-hmm. and it basically boils down to like a fight between him and silva and silva stabs him and mm-hmm. kind of thinks he's killed him yeah. and so he goes through the rest of his life feeling kind of guilty and raising sky as his own and being his father and yeah. mentor and all of that and then all of a sudden at the end it turns out that sky's dad is alive and then silva is arrested for treason because yeah i think sky's dad was a king um or he was he was a king in the animated series i don't know if he was a king in the no, Legend, I don't think but he he's not here. a king okay, I don't think then i think he's here. like somehow working with with he's working and for Rosalind stella's mom or something uh, Rosalind basically kills dowling and all of this yeah at the end yeah oh my god so much going on but it's so messy and then uh, while all this crazy stuff is happening you see Bloom going back to her uh, adoptive parents house telling them about the whole thing and then they're all bonding and it's like to do it like you said it didn't feel earned and I'm like where yeah, but the girls that didn't feel earned with this um the thing that I was just very confused on was mm-hmm. the whole reason Bloom is kind of I guess like once she leaves for Alfia, the whole reason she's like, I guess, apprehensive about going back to like stay with her parents or visit them is because the first time her power manifests, she just torches her house and she burns yeah. her her mom uh, to the point like where her mom has like scars and, and burns and it's not going to recover from certain ones. And so it's obviously, I think, a huge traumatic experience for them both but then when at the end when bloom goes back and like you said like when she shows them what she can do slash what she's learned the mom is like crying for a bit but then she's like hugging bloom and i'm like i don't know like is that i mean i guess it's nice and maybe she would do that but i was also like i i don't really and then i think there's also like a bit where like they they explain what a changeling is and like you see the parents looking at like an album with like all of bloom's pictures and it's like you're crying but like you're also looking at pictures of bloom while crying because you don't really have any pictures of your actual actual baby or like yeah i don't know there's just like a lot of and like there's so many things that like could have happened there but like they just kind of it seems kind of wrapped everything up in like a neat little bow tie and then yeah the the other girls come over to like bloom's place and they're all having pizza and like laughing together and then like you said like it doesn't feel earned because up until the last minute they were all kind of not really like a unit and then i don't know even like that final fight there's just so many things going on like you have Tara and Nisa doing one thing and then Aisha and uh, Bloom and Stella doing another thing and then I don't really know that they ever kind of met up together as like a unit or a group or whatever you want to call it after that but um yeah and then like there was also something I think at one point Dowling makes a throwaway comment about like oh Tinkerbell was an air fairy and then she's also which one that was just really weird like they name dropped at Tinkerbell because I would have assumed that like there would have been some sort of like universe into this at this point I think just because Tinkerbell is like a recognizable fairy like if somebody asked you to like name a fairy Mm -hmm. I feel like she might be one of the first few that you could think of that you would name. But um, as far as I'm aware, like, I don't think J.M. Barry's estate, if there is one or such a thing, had any involvement with the show. I don't think Disney had any involvement with the show. Um, So I'm very surprised that, like, 
Dowling name dropped Tinkerbell. And then she also says at one point, like, oh, fairies had wings, but then they, like over time they lost the ability to use them. And there's like one tiny bit where Bloom is fighting a bunch of burned ones. And then she gets that, her like, wings for a bit, like literally. I know yeah, her fire like about. makes wings. And I'm like, what's yeah. the what's the point of that? Like, I think, I mean, as a viewer, I like I think it's just meant to be like a callback to like the animated show where like they had they had wings and then I always found this bizarre that like every season they would undergo a transformation it was like a new kind of level just they unlocked the level and their wings up, would change sort yeah, of yeah okay. that's kind of what it was like and their their wings would change and as the seasons progressed they would get more and more glittery elaborate? and sparkly yeah okay. yeah yeah elaborate too and like the wings would get bigger and they would have like the weirdest names I mean I always thought they were weird because like they all like every iteration ended in like IX I think and then like at a point it was just I think at one point they were just calling like the the transformation or like the current like level or stage they were on it was just called like magics and I'm like there that's I mean how many adjectives did you guys exhaust before that because like there was there was some like there was a charmix there was like a believix a serenix I don't even know there's all these like weird names for the transformations but um I I think that's why they put that shot in there of like bloom kind of having wings but from a story perspective I don't really think it does anything like she levitates like three inches off the ground or something it's like okay <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it's yeah, just it's um just... it's weird to see but correct me if I'm wrong but wasn't there some like point of the burned ones like once bloom Supposed fought to... them like something happened with them and this is so bad that I don't even remember yeah because it's been a while dude like I'm sorry yeah so I just want to it. clarify I'm saying it's bad that I don't remember not the show was so bad and because of that I don't remember <laughs> but um I feel like we're ragging so much on this as it is and I, I really don't mean to be mean but we I just don't I don't know mean, there's but it's just that this is one of those instances where it's just like we had to let this out kind of <laughs> and like I said I think I mean at the beginning we mentioned this was kind of like a cursed episode maybe yeah. because we're being so hard on the show maybe but, it is our curse um, maybe this will be our cursed episode we're gonna post this and see how it goes but damn it <laughs> we don't have I think this is as much as we have to say about this show at this point right we can only yeah hope well who's better we can only hope that's yeah that's the hope right don't know but yeah at the are you gonna right watch now, season two <laughs> that's what I want to know are I, you gonna watch season two <laughs> I don't know I mean like maybe uh maybe but it's like <laughs> why <laughs> yeah I think unfortunately season one set the bar for us at least kind of low so it's like if we watch it <laughs> Kind of. Um, sorry. It, it's, it's, I'm, I'm I mean, sorry. I think I'd I'm watch sorry. it just to see where it goes from here, but I I don't think I'd be as invested in the story, and I can't see myself finishing it in like a sitting. It's I feel like for me anyway, this particular show is not a show I can like binge watch. I oh, would definitely no, no, need to no, take no. breaks. <laughs> oh yeah, because I lose brain cells otherwise. You're know? like I'm I'm being honest. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think, and not I think in a good way being... because there's a few shows where you watch them and you lose your brain cells in the best way. You're like what the heck just happened? Kind of thing. This is not that at all. This cannot. Be that. yeah so there's um that's a lot to deal with yeah but I mean like we always say um if you've managed to stick with us this uh, long and listen to us rant and rave thank you <laughs> I mean I know this you. is we probably really different than it's very different yeah. and we really appreciate you for you know dealing with us through this if you watched it and if you liked it we are so sorry but give us your opinions that we'd like to hear from you so that we can basically engage with you guys and understand as to what we missed that you guys didn't to make you like I the feel show. maybe we, we may have missed something I don't know I, I just I know there are people who liked it and I'm yeah. genuinely glad that people did enjoy it I just exactly. personally I, like even though it had some of the things that I think you and I gravitate to it mm-hmm. just for some reason just did not tick any of our boxes 
Yeah. And again, I feel mean saying that, but mm-hmm. um, I think not every show is going to be a hit for every single person. And unfortunately, this was not a hit for us. But it was not. Um, next yeah. week, we will not be as harsh on on our topic of choice. <laughs> I, I think, I guess next week we can be, we're, uh, I'm guessing we're doing Frozen 2 next week. I mean, I wasn't going to reveal it, but yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't know guys. why I thought that would be a good surprise, but no, I <laughs> I mean, mean, we did Frozen is, last week, so. <laughs> we did Frozen last week. Uh, we, we're going to do Frozen 2 next week. We wanted to give it a break because, um, like we said, this was our curse step and we wanted to get this out there uh, because it's it's been through the ringer, guys. I not not gonna lie we yeah we we watched like the show i mean i think i watched it when it aired or like a little bit after it aired or no 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 no, uh, you're right no you you watched watched it later later. i watched it later because you kept asking me to and i was like yeah i was like okay giving you my live reaction and i was like like i i'm genuinely because i thought i was missing something because i was watching and i was like ragging on it so hard yeah and then i convinced you to watch it and then you kind of had the same reaction and then we tried recording this episode so many times after after we watched it yeah um and after it was fresh for one if not both of us yeah. and then just issue after issue whether it was technical or non-technical and like this episode just did not want to be recorded um and <laughs> it did not want to uh, see the light of day no <laughs> but we were i mean i don't even know if it's you i think i'm just stubborn enough where i'm like we put time and effort into these recordings damn it one of them is no, gonna no, see no. the light of day we have to we have to i think we can find this file somewhere in our uh archives if we have to but this is the file that, that we're gonna the- post out um yeah. <laughs> The old chicks are just never going to see the light of day. (laughs) Lord help you all, guys. Thank you so much if you've stuck with us through this. We'll be doing Frozen 2 next week, hopefully with a much brighter outlook because we genuinely loved that movie. Um, So thank you, guys. We really appreciate you, and we will see you next week. Thanks. Thank you. As always, our lovely theme song is Water Lily by the 126ers. The Nerdy Podcasts podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and you can follow us online at nerdy-podcasts.tumblr.com or at nerdypodcasts.wordpress.com.